Welcome back to the Law Unscripted, where we talk about everything about the law and the legal system that you never knew, never understood, and no one ever told you. I'm Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. We're with Tarani Law LLC because you never need a lawyer till you do. Last episode of the season. This feels unreal. <laughs> I know. Like, we started in December. Yeah. Yeah, we were, I mean, we wanted to do a podcast and we yes. wanted to... We had a goal and an idea, but I don't know that we really thought we'd get here. Yeah, I don't know. It cracks me up because we would just have conversations like this in our office. And I was like, we should record these and look like now we're wrapping up our first season. First season. I know. Episode 22. We thought it was 21, but it's actually episode 22 for the first season, which went from December 2022 into May 9th of 2023. So congrats, everybody. We are so thrilled that you have joined us on this journey. Um, We will have a season two. Um, So as some announcements, we will have a season two. That will be in the fall of Mm -hmm. 2023. And by the way, what we're going to talk about today so that you do feel like you want to stay tuned is last week we talked about what Chelsea thought was her yeah. were her best and worst decisions of law school. Yes. Um, as a recently graduating law yes. student. Um, and this week I'm gonna talk about my what I feel like were my best and worst decisions in law school from 17 years ago. I'm excited because mine is still fresh and I think maybe my opinions are changed, but you've had like a lot of time to sort of, you know, you've had your career and you get a look yeah. back and say actually I think it's 18 years. Is it? Because I took the bar. 17 and a half years ago. So yeah, it's 18 years since I graduated law school. I just feel like that has to be fake, Virginia. Like in my head, we're the same age. I know. And in my, like physically, I look like I'm 18. Not like I've had 18 years of experience. Right. Um, So it really is uncomfortable and a problem. Um, But yeah, no, I get it. I get yeah, it. Like, like it trips me out because I'm like, yeah, like Virginia's like two, like in my brain. And I'm like, it's just like two years older than me. And I'm just like, no, she's not. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm over a decade older than you. I feel like um, yeah. time is fake. Time is it fake. It is. Time is fake. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but we are yeah. going to talk about time and looking back 18 years later. Yeah. Um, what do I think were my best and worst decisions? Absolutely. I'm going to tell a couple of stories. You're going to hear some more personal things oh, about me, um, as well as for any student yeah. who is looking to go into law school or who already is in law school, yeah. fun to compare to see kind of what it's like. And for those of you who never did go to law school or never want to, good for you. Yeah, honestly, um, snaps for you. <laughs> listen to this and like, wow, thank goodness I didn't do that. Or isn't that yeah. interesting? Because I never knew. Um, yeah. Because law school isn't talked about a lot for you know non-lawyers. So what is it really like? What do we do? And, and I think people aren't honest. And that's something I really appreciate about Virginia is because a lot of attorneys are not willing to be honest about their experience in the legal field. Um, and like you're a woman in the legal field, yeah. like you're a woman and obviously still a woman in law school, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, those experiences are different. And a lot of people will just be like, it was fine and kind of gloss over it. But I feel like you're very real about the, like the good, the bad, the ugly. So I think it is a valuable insight. 
Yeah, so we'll see. So that's what we're going to talk <laughs> yes. about today. Um, we are going to take a break between our first season and our second season because we are going into bar exam preparation for Chelsea. Um, so she's going to be studying for the bar this yeah. year. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to walk with her. So we're not going to drop out of sight. We're still going to be available. Check us out, especially on TikTok, yeah. through the Law Unscripted and even under Tarani Law um, LLC. There are different Tarani Laws that yeah. Are not so I'm trying to look for the purple logo. Purple. Um, (laughs) yes, thank you. (laughs) But we're gonna follow Chelsea's journey online, um, especially through TikTok, Instagram, that sort of thing. Um, so stay tuned for our journey. Our website is gonna be is supposed to be officially up and live um as of May 9th when you see this episode. So that'll be www.thelawunscripted.com. Through there, you can catch up with our free resources, including our other podcast, the legal weekly one which will have a summer session where we talk about the hottest legal topics of the week. We're going to do a summer session, especially an eight week session because of all of the Supreme court decisions coming out. Um, So stay tuned for that. Chelsea's going to make a guest appearance or two, but we're still going to keep in touch with that one. And Mm. Chelsea's going to take the Quimby bar preparation program. Um, We're an affiliate with them. We chose Quimby um, for Chelsea for law exam preparation for all of the things that they had to offer. We have joined them as an affiliate. Absolutely. So if you want to follow along with us as we take the bar for Chelsea or with Chelsea or she takes (laughs) whatever. Go ahead. Um, follow the link. We're going to put a link in the description for the audio and the video podcast so that you can follow that. And if you choose to do the Quimby bar prep program, you can get a discount through the affiliate link. Um, and then follow us along. You don't have to take Quimby though, to follow us. We are going to be doing a supplemental program where we're going to offer everything a la carte or in groups and bundles. Or if you just need a little bit of help with torts or just need a little bit of help with property, you can pick and choose those subjects that we're going to do something a little bit like this, where we're going to have videos where we walk through the bar with Chelsea through some of the subjects that she's struggling with. And then I'll offer some lectures and we're going to do some group study sessions. Yeah. So come along, join me. Um, I'm sure it'll be an interesting process, you know, tears, crying, um, but she's going to show it all, which I appreciate. Yeah. It is going to be what it is. And I would love to have people following us along. Um, Give us some love, especially Chelsea. This is a hard, hard time. It's a good thing. She's graduating, which is fantastic. Um, but the bar is a hard thing. It really is. So we could use some extra love yes. for Chelsea. Join us. Please follow us. Follow her. Give her that Sorry. encouragement, yeah. that support, so that we can get her through the summer. We're going to go with her to the bar Yay. so you can follow along Oh, yeah. We're going to vlog it, guys. It's going to be so ex- I'm excited. Look, because we're just going to keep it real. Um, yeah. I think it'll be good. And that's what we are, is real. Yeah. So we're going to talk about what I think now my yes. best and worst decisions were in law school. I'm so excited to talk about this because I feel like, again, mine is still fresh. So I think my thoughts are not as clear and you, but you've had sort of time and space to like reflect. You've worked in the legal field. And yeah. so you can say, oh, this has served me well, this didn't. Okay. Do you want to do best or worst first? You choose. Okay. What do you think were your worst choices in law school? Okay. These are so easy for me. Oh, really? So here's the sad thing. Even 18 years later, I have very strong opinions about what the worst decisions were that I made. 
Okay. Okay. But I also feel like you're critical of yourself. So I'm going to be, I'm going to let myself be the the judge here. Okay. Okay. I am super critical. Um, so you talked last week about that. One of your best decisions was getting off of the journal, the law review journal. So we talked about have how law schools have different journals. Yeah that people publish on and you can write on or you can grade on to these journals, yeah. but it's seen as an elite thing Yeah, in the law schools. It's like a resume booster. It's it, Yeah, it, especially if you want to go into big law, into corporate law, absolutely, um, Wall Street law, that sort of thing. Um, the big law firms, they're really crucial um, to a lot of people to yeah. get into. Um, I One of my worst decisions was to be on a journal. Really? It was. Um, I was so afraid of missing out Yeah, that I got pressured by other people that you had to, Yeah, that this was something you had to do. I mean, that's the ethos around it for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's such peer pressure of even the career services is like, well, if you want to get a good job, you have to have a, a journal. Yes. Right. People are looking for you to be on a journal and they're looking for you to be on the higher journals. Yes. So I... I spent the write on. I actually called my dad. I talked to my boyfriend. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. And bless his heart, my dad was trying. He didn't know. Yeah. And he was like, Well, you should. You should. Yeah. You know everything that we knew. You should do it. My boyfriend was already on law review. He had. He was a third year. He was graduating and yeah. going to Wall Street. Right. right. Like he was going to go work on yes. Wall Street. So he's like, Of course you do a journal. So I wrote on to. Yeah the law review, which means she was really good. Okay. Because that's how they do it. Like the best of the best right on to the law review. And it kind of like cycles down from there. So I got onto the law review, yeah, which is a huge deal. It was you a huge a deal. I was, it was a huge deal. I was like, wow. Okay. So I'm, I made it. Yep. So I have to stay on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I did. Um, I did stay on it. I even got onto the editorial board. Really? And I swear it was one of the worst decisions, not only that I made in, in law school, but in my life, I feel like. Interesting. Um, I hated it. Yeah. It was, it served a purpose. Yes. There was nothing about the journal that I hated. Yeah. I didn't like what I had to do. It was so much. Yeah. And I had so, I divided my focus so poorly yeah. Um, where in the end I didn't need it. Yeah. I didn't, for the things that I wanted to do and that I ended up doing yeah. after law school, I didn't need it. Yeah. Nobody wanted it. Nobody cared. I didn't go to wall street. I right. didn't go to a big firm. So in the end it was a, a nice thing on my resume that still kind of hangs out on my resume yeah. for certain things, but nobody asks me in a courtroom, were you on law review? Right. No client ever calls up and says, were you on law review? Yeah. Nobody. So I have a question about that. Different schools have different vibes and that's kind of like well-known at William and Mary. Was it a big law focused law school? It was. Okay. It really was. At least when I was there, I don't know what it is now, but it was very big law focused where most of our students got jobs in the New York area or the DC area. Which that makes was sense. the primary focus. Okay. Um, so that, I mean, that probably contributed to the pressure. It I think did. 
there was at least enough of an influence at American that was public service oriented that that was there. But I can't imagine being in a school like that's focused on big law because right. How do you, how do you quit the journal then? Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel like it could. Yeah. So that's the first one. And it goes into the second Mm -hmm. one is a truly, I didn't, we didn't have FOMO at the time. That's <laughs> a new word, right? But it's if my there life, is I'm... something that could describe me in law yeah. school, it was FOMO. Yeah. I was afraid of not doing something that I needed. Yeah. Like, what if I needed that? What right. if that was the one key that an employer wanted and I didn't have it? Yeah. So I did everything. everything. Absolutely everything just yeah. like you yeah. and you were talking about it last week and in some ways I'm really glad about it I'm like wow yeah. I did everything yeah and I liked a lot of the things that I did but looking back I would absolutely make different decisions okay. I chose to be on law review which was a job in and of itself Truly, like you I mean, did not have enough time in people the, are the doing week. 35 to 40 hours just of a law, law review. review out like I mean and this, again, this is not it, William and Mary. This is American. And that's mm-hmm. what the hours they're pulling if they're on the editorial board, which to me was asinine, right? Like, yeah. So, and, and it works for some people. Yeah. If you want to go into New York law, if you want to be a big firm in DC, it really is yes. necessary. They will, they will ask, they right? They will ask. They do want to know you do need to be on it. But for my trajectory, as I was figuring it out, I wanted to be in a courtroom. Yeah. I went to law school to be a trial attorney. Yeah. That's why I went. Yeah. And I was like, I got lost in what people were telling me I should do versus what I knew I wanted to do. Yeah. So I did law review, moot court, and trial team, right? Which I don't think I can express enough how truly wild that is. I was someone who did everything, especially in undergrad. You did it too. But like- that they don't even allow you to do that um, right. at American and maybe, you know, other places they do, but like you can only be on one of the competition teams and one journal. So you can't be on two journals um, for good reason. So like the most you could do would be law review and mock trial or law review and moot court, but you can't do more because of this. Yeah. I think it's people like me that they, they can't anymore. And, would- and honestly you shouldn't because I was on, all three teams. Oh my God. Um, so I did all the one L competitions. Yeah. So I did the trial team where I, I got into the trial team first year. Yeah. Okay. And stayed all three years. The first year I did the internal moot court competition right. and I placed second. Um, and then the next year I wrote onto, well, I wrote onto yeah. the journal and then I tried out for the moot court competition. I placed first in the internal. Oh my God. And then I was on a competitive team. Yeah. So my third year, I don't know how you did that. Honestly, I, I really about had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Um, and in talking about being very honest, my second year, I had what I would call as a mini nervous breakdown. Yeah. Um, I was my second semester of my second year. I was so overwhelmed and it wasn't worth it. Yeah. Um, I, I was then on the edit. I was on the boards of all of them. Okay. This yeah. is ridiculous. That is I like became another. the president of the trial team. I was on the board of the moot court team and I was on the board of law review. I went to national competitions for all of those, um, for trial team for moot court. We didn't have a national competition. It was weird. Yeah. The one that I went to, 
Um, but I was doing all of those competitions while trying to study for my subjects. My grades went down. I mean, it was for what I ended up doing with my life and what I knew I wanted to do, even though I never would have said, I'm going to be a personal injury attorney. I never knew that, but I did know I wanted to be a trial attorney and that is what I'm doing. That is what I do. That is what you do. Whatever law you call me, whatever subject you call me, that is what I do. That's what I knew I wanted to do. So having done everything, I, I caused myself so much stress and so much anxiety that didn't need to be. I think that's really common though. I think that everybody I know in law school has had that experience because it, it, it is a pressure cooker. You take mm-hmm. people who are self-selecting, essentially type A people yeah. who are self-selecting into law school. You have your first year on a curve, which yeah. means if there's a hundred questions and you answer 50 of them in a normal scenario, you'd get a 50 out of a hundred. Right. But law school's not like that. There is no 100 at the end. It's like, well, Susie got 51. So she gets the A. You got 50, A minus, so sorry. Um, Right. So it puts all these type A people at competition with each other. And then you have these overhead forces saying things like, well, you need to make all these teams. You need to make the journal. um, Yeah. All of that together. And it is a recipe for people to lose their minds. Mm -hmm. It was everything I should do. Yes. And I listened to all of it. Yeah. I was so afraid that there was something I should do that I wasn't doing. Yeah. And I did it all. And th- I mean, that's the main things. And then I'll, I could go yeah. on about all the other things, but those are the big things. And if I could have just chosen one, yeah. if I just did trial team, that that's all I needed perfect. for me. Yeah. And like you were saying last week, guys go back to last week's one because Chelsea talked about yeah. her law school and how her experience has been as far yeah. as what she thought she did well at, what the the worst things decisions she felt like she made. Yeah. Is you said you knew yourself. You went in knowing yourself. Yeah. I went in knowing that I wanted to do trial work, but I didn't know myself. Right. And I went in with the idea that I had to be someone. Yeah. I had to be someone. I had to be the best of okay. everything and everyone. And I was going to compete against all of you. And prove it. To prove it. And I didn't make some friends, right? Because yeah. it was a competition. And I wish somebody had said to me, Virginia, you don't have to do this competition. Right. You don't have to be number one at this to be someone. And to be here and belong here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't know myself well enough. I was trying to, to be someone that other people liked and other people respected or revered or feared. I didn't care. Yeah. I wanted, you know, it's like at New York, New York, you know, yeah. I'm going to go be somebody. Right. And I didn't realize, and sometimes, you know, not even until years later yeah. that I couldn't, would be somebody without that extra award or without yeah. that extra A or whatever yeah. it was. Right. The sort of cost benefit of the extra team or the extra day on was not worth it for sort of the cost. Okay. Well, what do you think your best decisions were? Um, so in that vein, I do think the trial team was one of my best decisions. Um, so I don't agree that I did, should have done all of them, (laughs) but I do like the trial team. I thought that was an extremely good decision for me because I did want to do trial work and I have done trial work. Yeah. So to be I, on that team. Yeah. You, I mean, I've never met anyone who knows the rules of evidence as well as you do. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, 
it's not even a joke. It is so serious because, and you, you credit that a lot of the times, just sort of, sort of your experience on the trial team, but it, I think it makes you incredibly good at trial work and you just sort of know them. Like you can, I feel like this is the one I know the concepts, but you know, that you can be like, oh, this is rule, you know, 802 or this is whatever. And I think that it's, it is very impressive to me. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was good. So I did undergraduate mock trial yeah. too. So I had four years of undergraduate mock trial with the American Mock Trial Association, AMTA. And then I did trial team in law school. Yeah. And those seven years, I felt like gave me an edge to feeling comfortable when I went out into the world. Yes. That I felt like I knew enough about how to really practice yeah. that, okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm yeah. going to make it. I, I at least know how to address a judge. I at least am comfortable in the basic courtroom setup, yeah. the basic layout, the basic questions, yeah. the basic argument that I do feel like those seven years gave me seven years of experience that other new lawyers didn't have. Yes. And I grew, I was able to make some really poor decisions of how to do trials yeah. while I was practicing right. right in fake court. I got to make those yeah. decisions. I got to try those crazy things so that I could work through a lot of bumps. Yeah. And I felt like I had a much better take when I got out from having done that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Anytime I've seen you in court, um, and we also had like a, an undergrad intern with us this past summer. We did. Oh my God, I love her. And she said it too. It was one of the interesting comments she made. We were watching you at a trial. It was kind of a short one. Like it was not anything long or nothing particularly crazy happened, but she commented on the way that because you had these things that seemed so almost, you didn't have to think about them. And there's a word for it and I cannot think of it at the moment. It'll come to me. Um, like the, you know, the basic steps of like showing evidence, introducing things because you'd done them so many times, you weren't even right. thinking about it, that it just gave you a lot more polish. Um, and that's what she was asking because the other attorney, to be clear, was not a newbie attorney. Right. She was doing everything fine. I was watching, but the intern was like, Virginia just has a different polish. And I was like, yeah, it's because this stuff, she, like you said, you just have before you even started practicing had like, you know, almost a decade of experience to it. And it just yeah. becomes like, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, like, um, innate, second nature. Know. Yeah. Yes. Second nature. That was, yeah. Innate. Both of those work, um, that you, she clearly was having to think about each step, but you were not. And so you're focusing on the argument. You're focusing on what the witness is saying. Um, and it definitely makes a difference. It's noticeable. Thank you. You're welcome. That's very kind. I mean it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I like it. I feel like it's a strength of mine, but yes. I had so much practice and I will never regret that. I think ever. that's, yeah, I mean, I think as many practical things as people can do. Is there another one you're like, oh, that was a great decision? Yes, okay. I have one more. I'm excited. Um, I was very interested in trial law, clearly, yeah. but also in criminal law. Yeah. And I've done a lot of criminal yeah, law, right? Say. So you know I've done a lot yeah. of criminal law. Um, and I had two professors in law school that seemed as like divine influence. I don't care if you believe or not, <laughs> but it seemed like divine influence that those two particular professors were yeah. at my law school at my years yeah. and, and could help me. I had one Frederick Glatterer who was in the trial portion. He was doing technology okay. and the law Ooh. and trial advocacy and evidence. And he was that professor for me. And then Paul Marcus, who just yeah. recently retired, um, he did the criminal law portion. Okay, And I got to do an internship with 
um, Professor Marcus for okay. two years. Yeah. Where I got to work hand in hand with him for two years wow. learning criminal law, writing for him, writing articles for him, researching for him, learning under his tutelage and for Frederick Letterer to go through practice trials, yeah. to go through practice depositions, yeah, to learn the new technology that was coming out in the legal field at the time. We yeah. had the most advanced trial courtroom in the nation at oh, the time. Amazing. And for me to have found them, for them to have even been like, okay, we'll take you on, Virginia, yeah. is a gift. It was a gift to me. That. But I think choosing those particular areas yeah. and at least knowing myself there, yeah. of those are the two places I want to go. I'm interested in. That I latched on and said, I need that information. Yeah. And I went after it and they were able to accommodate me is one of the best decisions I've ever had. Oh, I love that. So that's, that's my yeah. law school career. I feel like you... I feel like your law school career served you well. <laughs> Likewise, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you could go back mm -hmm. pre-law school, would you go to law school again? I would. Okay. I actually would go to law school again. I would change decisions from law school, but I would go to law school again. Another fun one. I'm just, I'm just throwing questions Tell at her me. now. Would you go to the same law school? Yes. Okay. I love yes, that. Yes, I would. Um, I loved William and Mary. Um, for me, it really was the right place and yeah. the right fit. Um, I have struggled at times with one other school yeah. where I, I struggled between the University of Tennessee School yeah. of Law in Knoxville and William and Mary. Tennessee was where I was, yeah. right? I grew up there. I knew it. Um, I got great scholarship opportunity yeah. there and I declined it. And there have been years where I'm like, mm, maybe I should have gone to UT. Yeah. But I'm glad I went to William & Mary and I would do it again. I think that's awesome. I love that. So that, yeah. wrap, that wraps us yeah. up. Um, we, I think the biggest thing that, that you have to offer that has been the most encouraging to me is to know yourself. Ooh. And that that yeah. has really served you well and will continue to serve you well Thank in you. the future and in the summer. Let's hope so. Look. So I'm so super proud of you and all that Thank you've done. You. I'm really glad that you've been on this podcast with me. Look, this is the best idea we've ever had. Okay. <laughs> it really is. This it is really has fun. been wonderful. I can't believe it's over. I mean, the season, it's not over. It, over right? but, like, season, but yeah, I mean, we've been doing so many. It's like, yeah. okay, well, here's the, the Tuesday podcast and yeah. we better get ready. Um, but yeah, for this Look. season, it's over, everybody. And they're going to ramp up for the summer? We are. Join us for the summer, at least on social media. And yeah. if you're a law student, join us um, for law preparation through the yeah. supplemental course. We are so excited about it. We will be back on this podcast through Podbean on all your social yeah. or all your audio <laughs> platforms, as well as yeah. through YouTube. You can still watch our prior um, our prior episodes okay. on this season. They're not going away. And I think that they're still extremely useful based yeah. on the topics that we had. I think so. Like us, even though we're going off on this season, like us, comment, subscribe. Yeah. That way you can pick us back up when we come, um, come back. You can see our other episodes. You can pick Absolutely. up on Chelsea's journey through the bar through this <laughs> summer. So we're so grateful for you listening and watching. We look forward to seeing you this fall. Drop us some comments. Yeah. Um, send an email. We've got those in the links as well. But yeah. follow us and we will see you again 
in fall of 2023. Hopefully I will have passed the bar by then. Well, we're going to find out. It's not going to be until yeah. like October oh, that you find out. So we're going to start without knowing yeah. whether you've passed. Oh, I hate that. But it's okay. You'll I'll at least have finish it. the bar. I'll have taken it. And okay. we're going to see you then. Guess so that was wrapping up season one. That's it. Thank you, everybody. I'm Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. We are with Tarani Law LLC because you never need a lawyer. Till you do. <laughs>